0: get to our statement of faith uh, this is my Bible it is the word of truth I am what it says I am I can do what it says I can I am a believer and not a doubter I am a doer and not just a hearer I'm a humble before the Lord I am obedient to the Lord I'm mature in the Lord. I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for this opportunity to come together into fellowship around your word. God, we pray, oh, Father God, right now, Father God, that you would open up the reservoirs of the minds of the people that are with us in the place as well as online, God. God, we pray, oh, Father God, that your word would inspire them, oh, Father God, to keep on keeping on and to keep on serving you. For those that may not know you, God, we pray that they would come into a excuse me, a relationship with you. God, we give you all the honor for this day. We thank you for allowing us to come together. It's in Jesus' name we pray. You may be seated. Amen. You may be seated. Our biblical passages will be coming out of Acts, the third chapter, one through eight. So if you want to, you can go ahead and turn there. Um, uh, and so mor- this morning, as, as on our program, I want to talk to you from the subject, a hand out or a hand up, which is better? I want to show you the definition from which I'm going to be working with on this morning. It should be on the screen here shortly, Um, and I'll read it out to you, but hopefully you can see it. For the purpose of this talk, I want to define the handout as giving a person what they want. And I want to define the hand up as providing a person with what they need. Hence the question, which is a rhetorical question, a handout or a hand up, which is better? I'll let you make that decision after we get through with the discussion. Uh, The passage, background, and content for this information, Marcus. do we have that slide? Is there another slide up there? There it is. Okay, so so that's going to be our scripture. I I thought, my bad. So I'll I'll just give you the passage and background uh, of this in context of what we're going to be talking about, right? And it's important because I think you'll understand our, our text better. And so the book of Acts is the historical book of the New Testament. It traces the history of the church from Jerusalem to Rome. This book was written by Luke, the writer of the third gospel. One of the primary purposes of the book of Acts is to define what the church and the people who are in the church are supposed to be. I want to repeat that last piece. One of the primary purpose of the book of Acts is to define what the church and the people who are in the church are supposed to be. Acts chapter 3 records the story of a lame man. It is a very familiar story. Many of us know the story as being the first miracle recorded in the Bible. The problem is that sometimes we can focus on the miracle and failed to see the moral of the story. In this story, this man was physically disabled and unable to walk. He was stuck in a certain position. It is important to note that although we are going to be examining the story of a lame man that cannot walk, this story is relevant to us all. Because lameness comes in all shapes and forms. There are some people that are lame emotionally. They're stuck. There are some that are lame spiritually. They're stuck. There are some that are lame morally. They are stuck. There are some that are lame relational. Why? They are. It is my belief that the same principles that help this lame man in this story will help all the others' forms of l- lameness. So let's begin. In our book, we're in Acts chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 10. I, we're going to have them on the screen. Everything I'm going to be reading from is from the New Living Translation. Your Bibles may be reading a little bit different. Amen? Amen. And so let's get started. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in a three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in each day. He was put beside the temple gate, the one called the Beautiful Gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. Here we see a man who has been lame from his mother's womb. Acts 4 and 22 tells us, or lets us know that this man was over 40 years old. This man was over 40 years old and had never walked before. So what I want us to do, I want you to, 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 because a lot of times it is my belief that when we, we read the Bible, we don't really grasp some of the things or the magnitude of what the story is telling us. So what I want to do is I want to challenge you this morning to use your imagination. For me, Major, when I use my imagination, it helps me to see clearer when I close my eyes. You do you. But I want you to use your imagination. I want you to try to empathize or sh- sympathize whatever is the correct terminology to really fill this man. Right. For some of you, because you're not yet 40, I want you to imagine not being able to walk for 10 years. For 20 years for 30 years. Our text highlights the fact that this man was carried to a gate called Beautiful to Beg. Every day, somebody say every day, this man had to be carried every day. I want you to to imagine this man sitting at his home, and every day he has to wait. On somebody to come by and pick him up. Yeah. And, ho- and hopefully they ain't late. You know how it is sometimes. <sighs> you waiting on somebody telling you they supposed to be there at 4 or 5 and they get there at 7. Amen. He has to wait for someone to come pick him up. He has to wait for someone to take him somewhere. He has to wait to somebody to put him in a place so that he could be. Every day he had to wait, Tanya, and hope that someone would put some coins in his every, every day. Every day. Every day. He was 40, so I don't know how long he had been begging, but I got to imagine he must have been there for quite a long time, for every day. So in my mind, maybe 20 years, he was there, Charlie, every every day, hoping and praying, sitting out in front of a beautiful gate, hoping and praying that Charlie would walk by and drop a corn in his basket. (laughs) you just you're sitting there, Major, hoping that Major's heart would be touched enough that he would drop. Yeah. This man, Tonya, was so, he was totally dependent on somebody else's general. Yeah. Wow, can you imagine, you, can you imagine, you, can you imagine that you can't go to McDonald's unless somebody come get you? Can you imagine, Brother Wolf? You can't go, you, 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 you want to go down to all oh, the new story, in Nevada, you can't go unless somebody come. Oh, you got, you gotta understand this story, Papa J, because this man was, he was totally dependent on a handout from others for his survival. Imagine, if you will, being totally dependent. Sister Latham, just imagine being totally dependent on somebody else. Acts 3. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and said, And Peter said, look at us. Notice, the lame man at the gate, he was going through his everyday motions of life. Just think about it. He's their everyday major, and now he's just going through the... (laughs) He's just going through... Sister, uh, Sister uh, Linda, he's following his daily routine. He had gotten so used to the way things were, he had gotten so used to his situation, he had gotten so used to begging that he was not even looking up when Peter and John walked by. <laughs> Y'all better catch that. He had, he had gotten so scared. In his situation, that he was just going. How many of you know that there are people today that are stuck in life and they're just going through <laughs> the same old thing every day, the same old thing every day, the same routine every day, every day, every day, every day, every day looks the same? <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. Can you feel his pain? And as he's sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting, hoping and praying, Ah. yes, his situation, he hadn't gotten so used to it. Years of having people look the other way had taught him that he was different. And did not fit in. He had become embarrassed and shy and withdrawn, so that when people would walk by, Chief, he didn't even look up. He felt unworthy of be in his cup, because he, he knew that he was different from you. And so he just, just went through the motion, Charlie, say, hey, put something in the cup. Just like this man, many are just going through the motions of life. They're following their daily routine, oblivious to what's going on around them. Oblivious means not concerned or aware of what's happening around you. There are people that can get so into their routines that they fail to see certain things, and so what has to happen? And Peter is here is going to teach us a lesson. You got to understand something, though. This man was hurting. Y'all got to understand that he was hurting Sister Beth not just on the outside because he couldn't walk, but I imagine, Sister Thelma, he was hurting on the inside. <laughs> and I want you to know that there are people in, this man was a picture of the world today. <laughs> there are people, Tanya, that are hurting inside and outside, and, and people are just walking past them, not even paying them attention. This man was in hurting, and we're going to see something here. He was wounded and suffering. This man requests for money to stop Peter and John in their tracks this time. <laughs> I said this time for a reason. Because Peter and John Major had seen this man numerous times before. I know that in verse 10, and I will say that. And sometimes, you and I, we've come across people that may be hurt, and we've seen them numerous. But we kept on walking. But this time, Pete. Peter and John does something that I encourage us to do when we see things in life. This time, Peter and John looked at him intently. Ah. <laughs> intently means this time, instead of just seeing him out of the corner of their eye, he sees him intently. Brother JP, in other words, he focuses. He gives him his undivided (laughs) attention. See, 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 sometimes when you look at someone intently, when you give them your undivided attention, there are some things that you may see and learn that you've never seen and knew before. See, we got to get out of the out of the custom of walking by people and just not. See, see, Tonya, you you know when you connect people, you can see. Them. See, sometimes we can walk about people and we really don't even. You walk by, and the man or the woman is hurt, and you don't even. Because you have become accustomed to the way things are. You don't stop, because now what happens, Tanya, is you say, hey, I see him, but it's just the way it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that just, that's just it's the way it is. Keep on moving. But Peter stops and he looks at this man and he looks at him intently. Peter looked and saw the man in need. And this time he would not look away. Sometimes when you come in contact with people, when you see a need, you cannot just keep on moving. You, this time you got to stop. Oh, yeah, I told you the world's in a bad position. But God put us in this place to make sure that we could do some good. Peter said, Look at us. <laughs> so just he said, "Look at us." This, and I want you to understand, Papa Jay, that these were not weak words. Peter said this with some authority, and he said it and the way he said it; it commanded attention. <laughs> Look at us. Sometimes. When people come in your life, you got to grasp their. <laughs> you 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 got to make them like, "Hold on, hold, on, slow your roll," because I got something for you that you need to hear. See, even even when you relate to. You, Whatever relationship is, there are some people that are going to come into your life, they're going to want one thing, but you've got to be able to look past what they're asking for and see what they need. <sighs> Peter said, look at us. Peter knew that for change to take place in a person's life, the first thing you must do is to get that person's attention. If you want to change some, the lives of some people that are, that, that are hurting, the first thing you've got to do is get their attention. Once he got their attention, he stirred up an expecta- expectancy within this man, to receive something. So when Peter watches, Peter says, look at us. Because the man wasn't looking. Y'all got to understand that. Because you know how sometimes you can look at people out the corner of your eye and don't really. <laughs> you, 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 you know, Tony, you, you see them, but you don't. So Peter said, hey, look, I need your Glory to yeah. Verse 5 and 6. When he said, look at us, the lame man looked at them eagerly. <laughs> In other words, he wasn't looking at them before, Major, but now he's looking at them eagerly. The script has been flipped. Before, he wasn't paying Peter and John no attention, but now Peter and John got his full, undivided attention. Once you get somebody full and undivided attention, you can drop some wisdom on them that they may not know that they need. Expecting some money. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. (laughs) We're going to get there for a minute because that's a powerful statement. Walk. The lame man looked at Peter and John differently than he ever had looked at them before. Before he had looked at them casually and out of the corner of, their, of the eye. But now he looked at them eagerly, meaning that Peter and John had his full attention. He looked at them with expectation. He expected them to give him what he asked for, and what he asked for was money. How many you know that a person wants And what a person needs are not necessarily, not necessarily the same thing. Peter and John heard what he wanted, but they saw what he, he wanted a handout of money, but what he needed was help, a hand up from his present condition. In this case, a handout would have provided a temporary (laughs) a temporary fix. Band-aid and you keep on trucking. It don't alleviate your situation. It may mitigate it, but it don't change it. (laughs) How do I know? Because the Bible says every day this man came to the gate. So it let me know that every day he was it also let me know, Major, if he's been begging for twenty years, I gotta believe somebody been putting some or whatever years it was have put some money in his cup. So, so it lets me know that, hey, the hate cycle is still going. Nothing changed, even if they gave him what he. <laughs> nothing changed. Money don't solve problems. Let me let me let me tell you that because I know you know. Even in these days, nowadays, we think money is the <laughs> we think money is the solution to everything. But I'm here to tell you, when you when you when your health deteriorate, money won't help you. <sighs> if your marriage jacked up, money ain't gonna help it. <laughs> Y'all better hear me? If you got some emotional problems, money ain't gonna help it. Money does not solve problems. It may mitigate a few, but it don't <laughs> I, I was listening to this rapper. He said, more money, more what? <sighs> money don't solve a problem, Charlie. God, I mean, so I mean, I mean, he, he ain't against money, but don't 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 you believe that it can solve all your the lame man did not realize that what he wanted, if given, would not solve his problem, but instead only keep his lameness intact, resulting in no learned long-term change to his situation. Verse 6, but Peter said, I don't have silver or gold for you, but I give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazareth. Get up and walk. I can only imagine the response of this man when being told that I ain't got no money. What? What? You, you you just stopped me and told me to look at you, and what I'm asking for, you ain't? <sighs> Kim, I, you know, I can imagine if he had a had feet, he probably would have. You know, because cause I'm imagine you, you may have been or you've seen some people you've dealt with. When they come to you ch- or ch- tell them, they asking you for one thing. When you tell them you ain't got it, they get mad because you ain't going to give them what they. <laughs> it's my stuff. you going to get mad at me because I ain't going to. Give it to you. Glory to you, glory to you. The lame man asked for what he wanted. He was about to receive what he needed. I don't have money, but what I do, I give in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene. Get up and walk. Peter pronounces a miraculous healing, no doubt. I want to make sure you understand. This is a miraculous healing, no doubt. There are some that will tell you that Jesus no longer performed miracles. I'm not in that camp. (laughs) You you, you see, I want to make sure that, you know, that that I don't want. This is a miracle because this man went from not being able to walk to walking. No, no, no rehab, no nothing. This is a miracle at his time. Peter pronounces the healing, but you need to understand the healing does not take place based on the pronunciation. (laughs) See, sometimes we want to speak into people's lives, and that's OK. But sometimes, in addition to speaking into their lives, you've got to help them. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes sometime, it's OK to pray for me, but sometimes you got to give me a hand, a oh, hand. there are people who are coming for handouts and they need to be reminded of their need for Jesus Christ in their lives. Y'all better hear me. In addition, I'm not ever going to tell you not to meet the need and all of that, but when they come to you and God allows you to be a vessel to be a blessing in their lives, you got to make sure that they understand that the blessing came from God through you. (laughs) You wouldn't have it to give unless God gave it to you. And see, we want to make sure that they understand that, hey, if your life's going to change, it's not going to be by me, it's going to be by Jesus. Jesus is the only one can change lives. Jesus is the only one can change lives. Verse 7 and 8, we're getting to the closing. Then, then Peter took the lame man by his right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Here we see Peter provide the man a hand up. Our text says, and immediately his feet and ankles were strengthened. Peter pronounced the healing in verse 6. However, as I stated before, the manifestation of the healing did not occur until Peter provided the hand up. The transformation in this man's life did not occur until Peter provided him with the hand up. There are some whose lives and situations will not be changed or transformed until they hear the right words and receive a hand up from another person. So let's look at the impact of Peter's hand up. Because a lot of times we don't realize the impact when we give a person a hand up. Because sometimes you may never get to see it. But that's okay. That's not your motivation in the first. (laughs) If your motivation is to to, to, to try to know what's going on and and, and get the credit, that's not your motivation. So here we're going to see the impact. Of one man making a hand up to one man. And I believe that if we see this, maybe there's some things that we can glean from that piece, right? Verse eight, with the leap, he stood up right and began to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping praise God. This man got more than he expected. This man came to the gate, Adrian, expecting coins. He came to the gate expecting to see worshipers going in and out of the temple every day. This man came to the gate expecting to be carried back after a day of begging. Y'all didn't catch that, did you? He came to the gate, and he expected to be carried back from the gate. (laughs) But Peter does something and here now we see the man standing on his own two (laughs) feet. Sometimes you can give somebody a hand and you can cause them to stand on their own (laughs) two feet. But not only does he stand, the man does something that he never done before. He he took a step major. I know for all of us, that ain't a big deal. But for this man, I gotta believe that was a big deal. He took us. He walked. Then he got the leaping. Then he got the raising. He got the praising God. And then the Bible says he went in the temple with them. Y'all didn't catch that part? Yeah. The impact of one man. Now this man has become a disciple of Jesus Christ. <laughs> but watch this, because you gotta understand this. It's important. It's important to the story. It's important. To the story. <sighs> Peter was the hand. Now, I gotta back up. Why was this man praising God? Is the point that I want to make. Now I almost skipped over. I'm trying to get used to not t- preaching with notes. But it's good to have them just in case. (laughs) The reason this man was praising God, Major, is because Peter was careful to make sure that this man knew where the blessing came from. Hey, I just I'm just a vessel, Tanya. You just a vessel. But what I'm doing for you? Why? Because the Bible said blessings come from where? We just got through singing a song. God's got a blessing. <laughs> it didn't say you. God. So that's why this man could praise God because he understood where his blessings came from. And watch this. Verse 9, 10, and we, I'm doing good. Verse 9 and 10, and we'll get to verse 4. All the people saw. When this man's life got transformed by a handout and the power of God working through a disciple, the people saw him, heard him praising God. When they realized that this was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. What? That's the boy that, didn't we see him over there doing that? Look at him. Now, you know, can can, can I get, uh, can, can, I, can I give y'all my testimony? I'm going to get back to the story. <laughs> when I go back to Tuscaloosa, Alabama nowadays, there are some people that are down <laughs> This is why I know that miracles still happen. I was, <laughs> when I talk about lameness emotionally, that was me. When I talk about lameness, lameness relational, that was me. When I talk about all of this stuff, that was me. But a disciple came into my life and gave me a hand up. And now I'm standing here and striving for perfection, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. God still does miracles, because I was a wretch. I'm right, yeah, done. Acts 4 and 4, 4 and 4. Watch this. But many of the people who heard the message believed. So the number of believers now total 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Y'all got to catch this. Because a lot of times people, when they read that, they don't see the connection to this crippled man or this lame man. Peter and John are now in front of the Sanhedrin, the religious folks. And they're getting beat down because of what has happened to this man. How how dare you help this man? How dare you talk about Jesus? How dare you? They were putting pressure on him, Kent. But the Bible says that 5,000 people heard the testimony of this man and became Peter helps one man who gets transformed this man tells his testimony and 5,000 people come into the kingdom listen and I'm done you got to understand that it's okay to give hand out It's okay, But I want to challenge you to look deeper when a person is in your sphere of influence. Look deeper. Is there anything that I can do? Is there a need there that I can address that can change his or her? We talk about a hand out or a hand up. You decide. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I have four appeals. My first appeal is this. You may be here and, uh, first of all, you may not have a relationship with Jesus. You may be here or online. Here's the thing. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, all of those things that we talk about are hindered. If you want to break through and you're going through emotional things, you need Jesus Christ in your life. You need Jesus Christ in your life, regardless of whether you're going through anything or not. You need him in your life. And so we want to give you an opportunity, if that's you, that if you have not confessed him as your Lord and Savior, and you would like to do so today, we want to provide that opportunity, whether you're online or in the house, if you're online, of course, we got some numbers on, 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 on the screen that you should be able to see, and you can call us and we can minister to you in that area. The second appeal is if you're looking for a place to worship and as a church family at a local body right you know you know I, I just encourage you whether it's this place or any other place you need to find a local body where you can learn more about Jesus Christ now if, now if you're, if you're asking for a recommendation striving for perfection is my recommendation my third appeal is for prayer. Now, because of the, 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 uh, the situations, we don't come to the altar. But if you would just raise your hand, I'll do a generic prayer. But if you have a personal prayer that you need, you just let us know. You contact the office, and we'll, we'll minister that to you. So all heads, because I didn't see anybody for, Let me make sure. I went kind of fast. I didn't see anybody that wanted salvation. I didn't see anybody raise their hand. For membership. And so let us pray. Dear God, we come to you right now, God, and we lift up every person under the sound of my voice, whether they're in house, online, or any other means. God, we pray right now, Father God, that you would just touch their minds, their hearts, and their spirit, God. God, we pray, oh Father God, if they have a relationship with you, God, that you would continue to encourage that relationship. You continue to build up all those things that they need, that they can continue to follow you in zest, oh God. God, we pray, O oh, Father God, for those who may be in the building, Father God, for one reason or another, or online, God, that, that at this time did not take the opportunity to, to uh, accept your son. God, we pray, oh, Father God, that they may come to the conclusion that they need him at a later date, God. Now, God, I pray for these saints here, oh, Father God, that came out, oh, Father God, we pray that a word was said or done, God, that would help them, oh, Father God, along this journey that you call us to be on, God. God, we thank you for all that you do in everybody's life especially here in this church family. God, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.